Oh, you're such an embarrassment. It's gonna be motherfucking Rikishi. Because of union issues. Ooh, and I need a beer. Fuck the Beverly Brothers. Don't say a fucking word. Edit that in. Who gives a shit? Just stop. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Front Face Clock Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ryan, and with me, as always, is the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, the newly broken virginity on Twitter, Vinny. What's up, guys? How are you doing? How are you enjoying Twitter? Oh, I've been on a tweet storm, buddy. I'm posting pics, reaching out and getting some connects. And uh, making it happen. No one's ever replying except you, but that's not the point. It'll take time. This this page, this first uh, couple tweets was just me on my other Twitter page liking and retweeting. And then it, it, you build it up. We are on Twitter at Front Face Lock, uh, Instagram at Front Face Lock Podcast, Facebook at Front Face Lock Podcast, and thank you, Anchor.fm. We have a donation button now. Um, if you like what you hear and you want us to keep going and make the show better and maybe get some guests on here, because I hear Virgil charges a pretty penny to get mm-hmm. on the show. Virgil? He charges him some money? Virgil apparently takes selfies with people and then turns around and asks them for money for it. <laughs> or so I've read. What if I turned around and said, well, I wanted a selfie with Virgil, but... I got. I looked at my phone and I got a selfie with Vincent, and I don't want to pay for it. I don't think he could have an argument with you because if he's not wearing the NWO shirt, is he Virgil or is he Vincent? Right, we don't know. And if he's not wearing the purple and white striped pants that look like he was on a uh, Captain Hook's pirate ship and Peter Pan, is it really Virgil? I think it's Vincent if he's not wearing those. I think so. Poor Virgil. So today, our very much teased episode, we've had like three or four people on Twitter hit me up saying, when are you doing this episode? We're finally doing Road Wild 98 from WCW. Yes, sir. It's the third or fourth installment of the Road Wild slash Hogwild series where they did it in Sturgis, North Dakota. South Dakota. Whatever, it doesn't fucking matter. Why are there two Dakotas? Why are there two Carolinas? There shouldn't be. Why are there two Virginias? One's west. So? It's west of the other Virginia, so it's okay. Why are there two Mexicos? Because one's newer. But was it? It is now. It's newer than the old Mexico. It was part of the old Mexico. But it's not part of the old Mexico anymore, so it's a new Mexico. But what if we just named ours Mexico and then made the country down south... Name theirs Newer Mexico. But it would still be older than the Newer Mexico. I see your point. There's not enough in the two Dakotas for them to be two. There's motorcycle enthusiasts. And Matt Rushmore, that's it. Does that require two states? Is it such a big thing that they need two states to fill it? I don't see why not. That's my personal opinion. Does Hawaii really need five islands? Uh, no, but they're there. <laughs> So. They could have just made it one island and called it Hawaii and all these other places. Hawaii and all these other places. Yeah, that's right. Hawaii. Yep. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna petition to get Hawaii changed to Hawaii and all these other places. <laughs> oh God. So anyway, I forget what the fuck we're talking about. Half we're the time. talking about Sturgis and the motorcycle. Right, so, 
Road Wild 98 was August 8th of 1998. They tell you while you're watching it that there's 300,000 people there, but their paid attendance is 8,500. I mean, that's pretty good considering uh, it's WCW. It's very good for WCW, and there are a lot of people there, but it's just people who rode up on their motorcycles. 8,500 of them paid for it, and the rest of the 300,000 people just hung out. It's like when you go to a carnival, you're walking around, and you see a crowd form by the freak shows. You're curious, and you're like, oh, let me see what's going on. And then after a few minutes, you're like, meh. <laughs> just yeah, exactly. Like, oh, it's Jay Leno fighting Hogan. I'm just gonna ride my motorcycle somewhere else, away from them, away from what's going on right now. Just to, you know, like I love to do. WWE was doing SummerSlam August 30th at okay. MSG. Okay. To a paid attendance of 21,000. 588. Would you like to hear who was wrestling on that card? What year is it? SummerSlam 98? Yes. Uh, I'm going to say Triple H. Yes. Versus The Rock. 98. Has to be McMahon. Had to be... uh, Not McMahon. uh, Stone Cold. Stone Cold was in it. Stone Cold had to have either been fighting McMahon or Undertaker or one of those guys. Undertaker? Um, I would say that SummerSlam 98, let's see, Mankind. Mankind was in the, in the main event. Mankind was in the main event versus Big Show or Kane or something. Big Show was still in WCW. He fought the uh, New Age Outlaws. Uh, Okay. But you also had Ken Shamrock versus Owen Hart. Okay. X-Pac versus Double J. D'Lo Brown versus Val Venus. Mm-hmm. The Disciples of Apocalypse. This is the Blue Brothers. The Blue Brothers, because Crush is now gone. Brian Adams is now in WCW. Versus Bradshaw and Vader. That's a weird tag team. It is a weird tag team. Oh. Too Much. Remember Too Much? With too Much was... Who the hell were they? I'm thinking Too Cool. Who was Too Much? Too Much was Too Cool before Rikishi. Scotty Too Hotte. Oh, yes. Too Much, which was just Brian Christopher and Scott Taylor. Okay. For LOD 2000, which was Animal and Hawks, but Draws was with them. Draws was not actually in the actual match. Gangrel versus Dustin Reynolds. Reynolds. Because I think this was that point where he was post-Gold Dust, pre-Gold Dust. He was Dustin Reynolds. Yeah, and this is before he went to fucking WCW and they made him that, what was that character, Seven? Seven, where he was the child stalker. Yeah, and he was so fed up that he just did a shoot in the middle of the ring saying, you're using me the same shitty-ass gimmicks, like, instead of me being myself. Think about the logic behind that. It's a work shoot, which I get, but if you want people to believe it's real, he put on all the makeup. Yeah. The outfit and walk to the ring to tell them he didn't want to put on all the makeup and be that and, guy. And he had the Undertaker hat with makeup. He was like Gold Dust met Powder met the Undertaker. Met Mordecai. 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 
Mordecai. Ooh. I hate you so much. <laughs> Fuck your face. So, yes, you had great matches in the SummerSlam 98. Triple H Rock, Austin Undertaker, Outlaws vs. Mankind, Shamrock vs. Owen, X-Pac vs. Double J, D-Lo vs. Val Venus, D-O-A vs. Bradshaw and Vader, Gangrel vs. Dustin Reynolds, and Too Much vs. LOD 2000. That's SummerSlam 98. And what does WCW respond with? Jay Leno. Jay fucking Leno. And this is not to mention, in I there may have been more, but so far I've counted, we've only this is gonna be the second one. Diamond Dallas Page is always partnering up with a celebrity. So first you had David Arquette, and then you have Jay Leno, or vice versa, however it went. And he had and Dennis he had Rodman. Carmelo. Carmelo, Dennis Rodman. No, Dennis Rodman was against him. Was the with Macho Man. Dennis Rodman feuded with Macho Man for a little while, so I, maybe you're right. Maybe he wasn't with PDQ, but yes, he was with Carmelo. Yeah, Dennis Rodman, when they first came, he fought in a tag match. He was in the NWO, and they fought DDP and Carmelo, and they both had the purple, shiny pants on. And Carmelo did the worst diamond cutter I've ever seen in my life. Well, now I have to look that up. Yeah, I, I don't remember what pay-per-view it was, but it's it was pretty shitty. Well, DDP is the celebrity guy. Just get a celebrity that needs to train for one week, by the way. Jay yeah. Leno kept saying train for one week. And he fucking, you're, oh, Hogan, who's beaten Andre the Giant and every huge wrestler out there. Beating the Warrior. Did he beat the Warrior in WCW? Because he didn't beat him in WWE. I'm sure he beat him in WCW. Because that was the other thing I was going to to say a week after this not even a week after this three days after this this was on a saturday that monday is when warrior premiered in night on nitro doing a 27 minute promo that was <laughs> supposed to be seven minutes oh my god and hey. i just watched it it's what you expect from an incoherent warrior promo and he references renegade without actually saying renegade that other guy he, he he says something similar he says i've seen you promise ultimate surprises and people that are not who they say they are but they think that they are it's like you know that incoherent warrior speech and yeah, it's like yeah. oh renegade poor guys like in the back like he's the the riddler or something yeah i mean hogan fought he beat yokozuna he bought he beat rick flair he beat Piper. He beat, beat Sting. Shawn Michaels. I mean, did, Hogan's wrestled some people, but you know, we're Jay gonna Leno. fight Jay Leno. And this, is, this isn't like we're saying Jay Leno wrestler in WCW at the time. No, we're talking about the Tonight Show host Jay Leno. And this all started from him just talking about like wrestling or some shit on the show, right? So I, I kind of I watched the Nitro before this. They had Hogan and Bischoff on as special guests, and Bischoff kind of just talked shit, and Leno pushed Bischoff. So then Bischoff came back and made a set at, like, the uh, entrance ramp of Nitro that kind of looked like The Tonight Show, mm-hmm. and had Miss Elizabeth as his co-host and was, like, doing a Jay Leno monologue. So Jay Leno took that personally, so... What do you do when you take something personally when you're a celebrity? You call DDP. 
You call him DDP, and you know this is before his yoga. So now you'd call DDP and say, "I have a lot of stress from this guy coming on my show and making me look like a fool in front of my live studio audience. Can you teach me some yoga techniques in order to relieve my stress?" That's what would happen now. Twenty-three years ago, you're gonna have a wrestling match. You're gonna have a wrestling match. You say, "Mr. DDP, Mr. Page, Mr. Mr. Diamond, Diamond Dallas." Dallas. What, what do you would you call him, Mr. Di- Dallas Page, Mr. Page, Mr. Di- Diamond Dallas, Mr. Diamond? No, because then you might think he's talking about like Dustin Diamond or some shit. Mr. DP? No, no, DP, Mr. Double Penetration. That never sounds good. I was thinking Dr. Pepper. Ma- Mr. Page. Mr. Page. Mr. Page. I had Mr. Bischoff on my show, and I had to push him because he was being kind of a jerk. Can you teach me some wrestling moves so I can fight him at your pay-per-view in the main event? I'll tell you what. We could do that, but I only have a week. Is that so i got to learn how to fight the the Hollywood Hogan and then black belt in karate Eric Bischoff in a week. Yeah, that that's, should be good for you, right? Don't you tape like all of your shows in one day? You're a fast learner. I'm a fast learner, and here's the thing. I'm going to have Kevin Eubanks, who's the head of my band, He's also going to be there. He's going to be, like, in our corner. Hardy's a big fan of DDP. He's also a big fan of playing the trumpet or whatever the fuck instrument he played. I'm so glad I always tag with celebrities because now I don't have to give myself a self-high five. We can all do this together, and we can beat the Hollywood Hulk Hogan, the Eric Bischoff, because Jay Leno, with that chin... They're never going to be able to knock you down. And that's one of the jokes that Eric Bischoff said in his monologue. Does he really? Yes, on Nitro. That he made a bunch of Jay Leto chin jokes. DDP also cut a promo, obviously, where he says that Leto's not going to have to worry about anything. This is on the Nitro the week before. Leto's not going to have to worry about anything because there's not going to be anything left of sleazy E. And Hollywood scum Hogan. Mm. So, essentially, DDP is saying, I'm just going to beat the shit out of both of them for you, and then you can pin them. Hmm. (laughs) Sleazy E. And Hollywood scum Hogan. As big as DDP was, you know, it's because the fans just gravitated towards him. He never looked like he could whip anyone's ass. No. He can outflex them. He can uh, he can stretch really well. He can downward dog the fuck out of them. That's right. He could child pose the shit out of a motherfucker. I don't know about you, but aside from being tall, he was really skinny. And Hulk Hogan was about nine times the size of him. He could probably beat up Eric Bischoff. But I would never say that he could beat up two men at the same time and then have Jay Leno win the match. Jay Leno gets some moves in, too. Oh, no, he does. Don't do not fucking lie to our listeners, because once we watch this, I'm going to explain. This this motherfucker has no moves. Zero moves. Zero. You know what zero times zero is? Zero moves. I thought zero times zero was victory for Jay Leno and DDP. It could be. So just to run down the matches here, you got Meng versus the Barbarian for some reason. Pass. It's it's literally just two old guys no selling each other. 
and then Jimmy Hart attacks yeah, Bing. Why? And then somebody else comes out, don't they? The Hugh Morris. Hugh Morris comes out, and then Duggan runs in. That's right. And Duggan, who had just fought or will fight Meng in the future, because I'm getting my pay-per-views mixed up. When this did Duggan after fight? after the, the karate versus... Oh, so after the karate versus wrestler match, or whatever, the karate match, the wrestling karate match, they became allies. Because the enemy of my enemy, Jimmy Hart's the enemy, because now, because Colonel Parker's not there, Jimmy Hart is managing Barbarian, and we used to manage Meng. I don't know. It's stupid. That's all I know. When I saw that match, and I was like, no one wants to watch this. Public Enemy. Yes. Wait. <laughs> wait. Public Enemy versus Disco Inferno and Alex Wright. Yes. Das Wunderkid. Das Wunderkid, halfway through the match, becomes a no disqualification match. Yes. And at one point, they I believe, um, who do they have with them? Sonny Ono, I think, is with them. Disco and Das Wonderkid leave because the ramp is like very long because yes. they have Travis Tritt playing after yes. the, the pay per view. <laughs> so the ramp Nothing is very long. Wrestling like Travis Tritt. Nothing says wrestling like Travis Tritt. Nothing says road wild, hog wild like Travis Tritt. Nothing says South Dakota and motorcycles like Travis Tritt. Nothing says either Dakota and wrestling <laughs> like Travis Tritt. Nothing says let's encore Jay Leno with Travis Tritt. I don't even know if it's actually still if it's actually in the pay per view the actual concert, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jay Leno off the air introduced Travis Tritt like he was on the fucking Tonight Show. After Travis Tritt watched this, he didn't perform. He just left. I don't want my name associated with this pile of steaming garbage. Disco and, and Das Wunderkid leave, and they're gone for like three minutes, and they come back with tables. And they go, I guess it's no disqualification now. And then the announcer, Gary Petta, goes, all right, it's just no disqualifications now. It takes like five minutes for them to set up the ending because they start stacking tables because yep. Public Enemy was the big, like, oh, we're the table guys. And then they got the shit kicked out of them by the Acolytes, and which is why they're back in WCW, because they got the shit kicked out of them by the Acolytes. Public Enemy was in ECW, and I remember there was supposed to be, like, the hardcore tag team before the Dudleys had shown them up. They were the one match, I think it was like the first ECW pay-per-view when all the chairs were getting thrown in the ring on top of them. That was them, right? Yeah, that was Public Enemy. I never thought they were good. I never found why anyone liked them aside from they put people through tables. Well, Rocco Rock was from Cherry Hill, I think. Oh, good for him. There's a lot of people from Cherry Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Cherry Hill has quite the population. It's is it more of a population than Parts Unknown? Don't even get me started on that <laughs> shit again. Let's see. So that's the match we're going to watch. Rey Mysterio versus Psychosis. The only thing I'm going to say about that match is that I don't understand why Rey Mysterio's tights are pink with a what looks like a black thong. The mysterious Rey Mysterio. That era Rey Mysterio before the unmasking, before the 619 WWE, which was my favorite one. Yeah. He had these pink tights that had, like, a black design on the back that made it look like he was wearing a thong. Like all the female wrestlers in WWE have now. All their uh, all their outfits look like they have thongs. Yeah, but he was wearing the long pant tights. Right. But the the tight part, like, it looked like a thong. And it was like, why, Ray? Did somebody not tell you what the back of your pants look like? <laughs> Come on, Ray. 
you're better than that. You're Rey Mysterio Jr. Rey Mysterio Sr. must have said something along the lines of, just make sure they don't make you look like you're wearing a thong. And he was like, sure, Pop. Whatever you say, Pop. Dad, leave me alone. Let me be my own man. If I want to make it look like I'm wearing a thong, I'm going to wear a thong, Dad. Don't worry. They're not going to do something like that. And then Rey Mysterio comes out, and his dad's sitting at home because he's not riding motorcycles. And he's sitting at home and going, oh, my son's a pussy. My son sucks. The one thing I fucking told him not to do. Mijo es chocha. I, I don't know what that means because I don't speak French. My son's a pussy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stevie Ray versus Chavo. Whatever. Saturn versus Raven versus Canyon. That wasn't terrible, that match. That match was actually good. The funny part about that match is that uh, Lodi is outside, is with Raven. With the signs? He didn't have the signs, but at one point he goes to throw the salt or powder in somebody's eyes, and it gets in Raven's eyes, and there's a huge pile of powder still in the corner of the ring that's there the rest of the night. They don't even sweep the ring up in between the matches. Lodi did come out with signs, though, when he was been like, all uh, biker girls are fat and ugly or something like that when they're walking down the ramp. Does it come out with it in, that, in this pay-per-view, though? Yeah, it says, like, motorcycles suck. Like, oh, he's walking down with Raven. He keeps flipping the signs. It's like, all mo- motorcycle women are fat and ugly. Like, it's hilarious. Uh, see, I, I might have fallen asleep at that point because it was so boring before it. Because that, you know, rode wild. wild. Steve Mongo McMichael. Ugh. Ugh. who at this point is still trying to get the four horsemen back together. He desperately wants the four horsemen to get back together. And he fights <laughs> Brian Adams. There's no reason he's fighting Brian Adams. Just, they just are. Fighting Brian Adams. This match card's weak. This match card does not get better. It's super weak. Hooventude versus Jericho. I'm not going to... We're not even going to watch that match because it was a good match. Because it's versus Jericho, and he has never put on a bad match. Yes, he has. Versus Shawn Michaels? Yes, no. because Shawn Michaels is fucking weak and can't no. hold up his end of the Negative. Deal. Chris Jericho versus Dean Ambrose in an Ambrose Asylum match. Terrible. All right, I'll give you that one. The Battle Royal is something we definitely have to watch, too. Yes. And here's why. It's... Four members from the NWO Black and White. Four members from the NWO Wolfpack. And Goldberg. And it's over the top rope or pinfall. Or both. No, no, no. Not both. Guess who gets the pinfall? Who gets pinned or who pins somebody? Who pins somebody? Um, Is the Big Show in it? Of course the Big Show's in it. He's in it. He, he pins somebody. No. Scott Norton. I just said Scott Norton. Why the fuck would you choose Scott Norton? Why the fuck would I not choose Scott Norton? That's a good point. He wasn't firing an ice. Goldberg? Of course Goldberg gets a pinfall. Now, I looked this up. There's so much time I have on my hands. Goldberg premiered September 22nd of 1997. This is almost a year later. This is August 8th. That's about 46 weeks. They said he was 120 and 0 on the Nitro three days before. That means he needs about three wins a week. Right. To get to 120 and 0. 
Right. Yet he did not fight every week on Nitro. I don't think he was, if he was ever, barely on WCW Saturday Night. And Thunder had only just premiered within the last couple months. So that means they're counting when Goldberg is sleeping in his bed and he rolls over and puts his arm over the pillow next to him. They're counting that as a pinfall. He could have been wrestling at the WCW Powerhouse. Power plant. Power plant. uh, Wrestling people and been counting that. It could have been scrimmage games, matches. Scrimmage games don't count as wins. If you're in a baseball team and you're... They may in wrestling. No. Why not? Do you make the rules? No, but I know one thing. You know who one of his victories was against? Jim Powers? Yes. I know. I watched it. Jim Powers got in five offensive moves. And how many did Goldberg get in? Two? Yeah. Spear and a jackhammer. That's a loss for Jim Powers that should have been a, a W. It should have. It was very close to being a W. I thought he was going to take him down. Jim Powers lost slower than most people did. If Jim Powers got five offensive moves in against Goldberg, he should have won that because I don't think the seven times Hugh Morris fought and lost to Goldberg, he got five moves in altogether. Oh. So there's supposed to be a, a, a Scott Steiner versus Rick Steiner match. Yeah. This was terrible. Scott Steiner comes out because Rick Steiner hit him with a chair on the Nitro before. And so Scott Steiner comes out with Buff Bagwell in a stretcher and acts like he can't wrestle. And then they say, oh, you have to wrestle on Nitro or you're going to be suspended. And, of course, Scott Steiner jumps out of the stretcher. And I don't know what – there was no point. It was just to keep up an appearance pretty much. Either that or they, it was like a time crunch thing. Maybe the public enemy match went long. Maybe the Meng match went long. Maybe we shouldn't have included those piece of shit matches to begin with and put a good match that would have probably been Scott Steiner versus brother. But no, they did a little slight side swipe angle and they pushed that to the Nitro. The main event, DDP and Jay Leno versus Hollywood Hogan. And Eric Bischoff. This is uh, just, you know, reading them side by side, SummerSlam 98 and Road Wild 98. I don't know why I ordered SummerSlam when I mean, this was going on. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you why you would do that either. SummerSlam sounds like a complete waste of money. Road Wild is the way to go. My mom would say, you have enough money, you can, you can get one wrestling pay-per-view. And I said, I looked at the two and I said... Oh, Jay Leno and DDP. I don't know. I'm going to go with the one with Triple H, The Rock, The Undertaker, Austin, Mankind. I'm going to go with that one. What a mistake I made. Your mom was like, are you sure? She was ready to order, like, because that was back when you had to call the cable company to order it. (laughs) It was like, would you like to confirm your order, yes or no? And she had, like, hovering over the yes. And even the guy on the cable company side... Because, you know, this is probably back when there was still a guy that answered the phone. Yes, can I help you? Uh, I'd like to order WWE SummerSlam uh, 98 because, you know, you have to specify the year. (laughs) (laughs) The guy goes, are you sure? Because you can watch the replay of Road Wild that just happened. And my mom goes, you sure don't want to watch Road Wild? Jay Leno was the same event. No, Mom, I I really want to watch SummerSlam. 
Oh, shit. Okay, he really wants to watch SummerSlam. All right, just ask him again. Is he sure? This is an audio podcast, and I'm doing the phone thing. Yeah. Just so Make sure so you can hang up when you're done. Yeah, my, I got my hand to my head as, like, the you're phone. You're on, like, thing. a landline, too. It is a landline, because this was 98. Yeah, so you had a cord, too. Like, you shouldn't even be where you're at, because you don't have a phone jack in your garage. I know. It's a really long, twirly cord that always gets tangled up. Was it the phone that you could see through and see all the moving parts? I did have one of those. Me too. What was yeah. a sneaker phone? I didn't have a sneaker phone. I had the see-through one that you could see everything and it had the really long cord. And the guy goes, yeah, you, you, all right, well, it, I guess your son is stupid, so we'll, we'll let him get SummerSlam. And she goes, yep, he's dumb. And then she confirms yes. She hits the yes button, even though the guy's there. And he is beep. And it's like, why did you hit the beep? You could have just said yes. And she goes, okay, yes. Even all, like when you turned on the cable box, it said, are you sure you want to watch SummerSlam 98? Hey, dumbass. Are you sure? Because the other one is the ratings are going to go through the roof. Jay Leno. You don't even understand. It's Jay Leno. This ain't some Letterman shit. This is Leno. I don't know if you've read this. Maybe you can't read. Jay Leno, Tonight Show. And he only had a week to train. Yeah, South Dakota, by the way. Who gives a shit? South Dakota. You're a Dakota. If I was a Dakota, I'd be North Dakota. (laughs) You wonder why? North Dakota has the high ground. I don't know if that's necessarily true. It's north. Yeah, but Colorado is south of that, and they have higher mountains. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Revenge of the Sith. Don't try it, South Dakota. I have the high ground because I'm North Dakota. Yeah, but you're not exactly the high ground just because you're above it on a map. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I have the higher because I'm above. No, because by that logic, then Louisiana, which is like, I don't know, 20 feet below sea level, has the high ground over Argentina. Yeah, maybe it does. Maybe if you're Argentina tried to do some fucking jump flip and try to cut Obi-Wan in half, Louisiana's going to fucking win. But Louisiana and North Dakota and Jay Leno and the Louisiana Purchase, I don't even know what's going on right now. You're a fucking idiot. You ordered SummerSlam. I did order SummerSlam. It's haunted me ever since. So I got the high ground. Nobody showed up for my SummerSlam party either. I said, hey, guys, I'm having a party for SummerSlam. And you didn't even fucking show up. You're like, oh, I ordered a pay-per-view for wrestling. You want to come over? And you're like, did you order Road Wild? And I said, no, SummerSlam. You're like, fuck, I'm not coming over to your house. It's, the best part about it is I actually showed up to your house, and I was wearing a leather bomber jacket. I was waiting outside. I rang your doorbell. And, you know, I have this leather jacket on. It had even, like, Harley Davidson patches on it. I bought. I just bought it that day. It smelled just like leather, even though it wasn't real leather because I was a kid. I was 17. Spray I, on leather smell. You know, leader of the pack. That song. I just had the sound effect from the motorcycles on a burned DVD uh, CD, and I kept playing it over and over in my car in the driveway. And then when you answered the door, I'm like, "Yo, dude, I'm so excited to watch this pay per view." You're like, "Oh, by the way." I think the matches in SummerSlam are going to be so much better. And I was like, well, I'm fucking out of here. And we didn't speak until we started doing this podcast. That's right. It's been 20 some odd years and we haven't spoken since then. 
And now this is just bringing back a lot of fresh memories, so I think I'm going to have to go now. <laughs> no, I'm making up for it now. I'm making oh. up for it now. I mean, we already know what happens. <laughs> but do we? You're right. We don't know. We don't know everything. This is where the big boys play. This is WCW. If anything, this is where they should have had the King of the Road match. Holy shit. They that would have made sense. And they could have had it pull into their little area with all the bikers. And then the bikers could have joined in. Yep. They could have had it in South Dakota since there's no traffic except for the millions of bikes. And the church bus. And the church bus. But that was in Atlanta. You think South Dakota has no churches that have buses? They might be Mormon churches. Is there a huge Mormon population in South Dakota that I'm not aware of? Is there not a huge Mormon population that you're aware of? I'm not aware of any population in South Dakota. I think seven people live in South Dakota. An elk. An elk. It's seven people and one elk. Just one? Just one elk. How does he survive? How does the population survive? They survive on the other elk that are what dead. What other elk they visit from South North Dakota? North Dakota exports elk to South Who Dakota. exports them? North Dakota. But they, they, like, export them, or they just walk into South Dakota themselves? They get rounded up to get exported to South Dakota? Yes. Is there a tax? There's no tax. It's, it's How, five miles. They could just walk. If they walk, it's still considered oh, an export. France. What do elk do? They prance. They frolic. They frolic? Gallop? No, horses gallop. You're they... telling me an elk has never galloped? Probably not. Well, what fucking shitty kind of elk is that? The ones that think that borders are not able to cross five miles away from the one other elk that they left south of the border because they have the high ground. Yeah, those are smart elk. Are there even fucking elk in Dakotas? Uh, let me find out what animals are in the Dakotas. Yeah, it'll look it up. It'll say we one elk. Figure, we need to start this pay-per-view. You're going to look up animals in the Dakotas, and it just has a picture of Carl the elk. And that's it. <laughs> Carl. Uh, moose. An elk. Moose and elk. And buffalo. There's no buffalo there. It says, North Dakota, you can really see where the buffalo roam and the deer and the antelope play, and the elk and the moose and the eagle. It's home of the American bison, the American elk, bighorn sheep, grizzly bear, moose, mule, deer, pronghorn, antelope, white-tailed deer, wild turkey, and red fox. The guy. Red the, fox, the comedian. Yes, red fox, the comedian. He lives there with elk Carl. The elk Carl and all these bikers. They're actually planning on making a new show, Red Fox and Carl the Elk. That would actually be a show I'd watch. Who wouldn't? All, all right, right. So I say we start with the public enemy match. You want to start with Mean Gene on a motorcycle? I mean, who doesn't want to start with Mean Gene on a motorcycle? Oh, Mean Gene, they just throw some jeans and a t-shirt on him and make him casual Gene. Do you think that he walked over to that motorcycle? He doesn't know how to ride it. He, he They just put it there and like, hey, Mean Gene, we want you to act the part, walk over to this motorcycle and sit on it. Because we're at Sturgis Motorcycle Rally for Road Wild 98. Look at your boots. Those aren't biker boots. Those are hiking boots. They're actually on a road. Now, there is a lot of people there. 8,500 of these people paid. There's probably over 10,000 people there. Yeah, there's no seats. No, there's people sitting on motorcycles. Now, I've sat on a motorcycle. I can't sit on a motorcycle for three hours in one position. Right. 
aside from that, if you want to leave early, you can't because motorcycles out of the way. You're stuck there the whole time. Yeah, you're just stuck there because you can't back your motorcycle out. And instead of cheering, they rev their motorcycles. I just want to explain. Wrestling fans in general, the demographic of wrestling fans, has changed a little bit, but it's mostly white people. Mostly. Now you're looking at white bikers. And all these matches are not matches I think that white bikers would be excited about. You're starting off the pay-per-view with Mang and the Barbarian. I don't want to insult bikers. I love bikers. They're great people. Yeah, but they're white people. Mostly, yes. And wrestling fans are mostly white people. So if you take wrestling fans who are mostly white people and then bikers who are mostly white people and put them in a one area in Sturgis... In South Dakota, which is 99% white people. And we're not, if you watch the pay-per-view, even the, the one shot they just showed... It's a sea of white people. Nobody wants to see the Barbarian versus Mang in a match where they're not selling for each other. <laughs> and it's two old guys that are irrelevant. I think they must have been giving away so much free beer at this pay-per-view. There's probably just kegs on each row. Mang and the Barbarian were a tag team, right? They were the Powers of Pain. In WCW, they were both, uh, well, Meng at least was in the Dungeon of Doom. I don't know why they're fighting now, because they were at one point both managed by Jimmy Hart. And something happened where Meng and Barbarian started fighting each other. Every tag team has to have a split. How many t-shirts Meng and the Barbarian hold combined? Do they even have merch? I don't know. I think if they had a Meng or Barbarian shirt, I would buy it now. I wouldn't. You wouldn't walk around with a shirt that just said Meng? Uh, probably not. <laughs> Who's Meng? Um, pretty sure they he was a Samoan that they pretended was Mongolian who wrestled in WCW versus another guy who was Samoan that they pretended was Mongolian who they called the Barbarian. And that's a big explanation to have just for a T-shirt. Well, that's it says that on the back. What about if it's Quang? He was Haku. Which is also Samoan. Qu- wasn't Quang Savio Vega? Was he? Yeah. You're Quang. I might be Quang. He was a masked guy. So this match was absolutely bad. Like you said, they're just all no-selling each other. Yeah, it's just shooting each other. No-selling and... He headbutting. Headbutting. Oh, the headbutt's not going to work. Then why are they doing it? This is them both showing the whole world that wrestling isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, this is what this is the pace we're gonna set. Wrestling's not real. Here's two old guys that are gonna prove to you that it's not real. That they're gonna pretend to hit each other and nothing's gonna affect them. Haku, whatever, Meng is still wearing the faces. Oh, sorry, they were the faces of fear. Mm. And, and Meng is still wearing the faces of fear pants because he can't let go. It's like Martin Jannetty wearing the rocker outfit 20 years after the rockers were done. Tethered to those tassels. Tethered to the tassels. That's his new uh, ca- his uh, tagline. Tethered to the tassels. If he comes out in any future appearances on the the Titantron, his entrance video says "Tethered to the tassels." I think that's the name of his autobiography. Is Marty today tethered to the tassels? The true story of the Rockers, the rise and fall of the Rockers. 
Tether to the tassels. It's from tassels to tatters. <laughs> the tattered tassels. The tattered tassels. From tether to the tattered tassel tassels. <laughs> I, I'm stopping you right there because I don't know what the fuck you're saying anymore. All I know is that Jimmy Hart thinks he can beat up Meg even though the Barbarian just lost. And here comes Hugh Morris because why the fuck not? Yeah, because, you know, this is pre-Huge Erection, so he's Huge not Gen- using his real name. Pre-Generection. Pre-General, well, he wasn't promoted yet. He's just Hugh, Hugh G. Morris. Huge, Hugh, Hugh Morris. Yeah, he's not Hugh G. Morris. <laughs> Barbarian was knocked out with Meng's claw move, and now he's up. Jimmy Hart's going to do a, a frog splash that he almost busted his ass on. Yeah, one of the worst frog splashes ever. And then he goes to pin him. Yeah, why are you pinning him? The match is over. And Meg just gets up. He's just not affected by it because it's just a match of no-selling. And now they're all attacking Meg. And who comes out to save them? Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. You know, if you're going to save Meg, who are you going to have oh, to save him? Here it comes. Hugh Morris does his uh, moonsault, which is kind of impressive for a big guy. He and missed. He... I mean, he hit his legs. But oh, Here's Duggan. Smelling like a coffee enema. Just, you know, why wouldn't you have Hacksaw come out and help Meng? Like, hey, man, sorry about that karate match we had a couple years ago. I'm going to help you. Was Hacksaw in the back watching this match? And then Meng started getting beaten up, and Hacksaw was in jeans and a T-shirt. And I was like, oh, shit, he's getting beat up. Well, let me throw on my blue underwear and my boots, my knee pads, and run to the ring and help him. He didn't have to throw it on. He just took the jeans off. They were already on. Just in case he was going to be on the card later. Because you never know. Maybe there's going to be an impromptu match with Hacksaw. Maybe someone gets injured backstage instead of uh, DDP and Leno. It winds up being Hacksaw and Leno. You know what? When you're Hacksaw Jim Duggan, you got to be ready for anything. But that move's pretty bad. That Meng grabbing the chin. Tonkin the Tongan death, death grip. And he pinned him with a submission move. Because why not? This is the opening match. This is what they said is going to set the tone for the rest of the pay-per-view. And usually back in the day, remember they would play like the first match to kind of bait you in to buy the pay-per-view? This would be the match to be like, hey, order now because this shit's about to get awesome. Yeah, and they have the little countdown like you have 30 seconds left to order. If you love this match, you're going to totally be blown away by the next couple here's public enemy versus disco inferno and das wonder kid oh disco inferno's taunting the crowd with alex Wright saying how motorcycles suck that's not sunny ono <laughs> no it's not sunny. that's totally not sunny ono and you remember when they uh repackaged alex Wright as berlin berlin yes that was probably right at the end of wcw i'm assuming right it was like 2000 yeah we could definitely get Disco Inferno on the show, I think. I think if I messaged him on Twitter, we can get Disco Inferno on. Well, I want to talk to Disco with a Q. Yeah, I don't want it to be Disco Inferno. I want it to be Disco. But here comes a trash can out of nowhere. Whoever the Asian guy is just brought a trash can out, which apparently is only filled with ice trays and the tops of plastic. Cake. Like, like we yeah, buy a like pound cake at the store. It has the to- that plastic top. If you're getting a cheese and salami platter... The plastic bubble that goes over it. And this guy, he just goes back and grabs a ladder. Just runs into the back, a very long aisle, and just grabs a ladder. Even the announcers are going, is it now a Street Fight rule match? Like, what's going on here? 
They just changed the rules. Now, Disco Inferno's just leaving. Fuck it. And so is Alex Wright. They're like, fuck it. We're done. We decide to make it a street fight, and then we're going to quit because you guys made a street fight too. So the guy who's not in the match wants to fight. Well, that's why he's in his wrestling gi. But now here they come to the table. Oh, so they weren't quitting. They were just playing possum. But they ran out to get a table. There's also a table set up next to the ring, but they had to go get another table. Why didn't they just keep all the stuff underneath the ring? Promo! Mid- mid-match promo. There goes Johnny. It's a lot Brown. of running back and forth. <laughs> like, they're just they're running, running back, the back and forth. to get shit. And it's not close. So we're wrestling a match. We're going to run up the ramp, come back down with whatever. Oh, a toilet bowl. And He's the got a fucking double sink, a, a muffler, and a toilet seat around his neck, and a baking sheet. A cookie, yeah, a cookie, cookie sheet. sheet. That's hardcore. Is there somebody in the back, right behind the the netting, that's holding these things out for them? Hands it to them, and then they go, "I need something else," and they just go, "Here's a toilet seat around They're your neck." Hanging around his neck, <laughs> like putting the toilet seat around his neck is definitely the way. When you land at the airport at Sturgis, is like when you go in Hawaii and they put the lay around your neck. They put the toilet seat <laughs> around your head. The toilet seat around your neck as the <laughs> ceremonial lay. All right, to Sturgis. <laughs> Here's your toilet seat. Is that Rocco Rock? Rocco Rock is the one with the dark hair, and Johnny Grunge is the one with the blonde hair. Yeah, Rocco Rock looks like he could be related to Mark Merrill. Um, no, maybe. I don't know. He does. They're slightly different color. What do you mean they're slightly a different color? Mark Marrow and him are the same color. Rocco Rock is like pale white. Mark Marrow goes to the tanning booth. What's your point? I can't prove that wrong. There's a lot of ice cube trays. There in the are right now. There are a lot of ice cube trays. It's pretty hot in Sturgis at this point, so the ice cubes would have melted. Well, they were in the garbage can, remember? Somebody threw them out. Why would you throw away perfectly good ice cube trays? Because it's too hot in Sturgis in August. You can't freeze ice. You can't freeze water, you mean? Whatever. Ice, ice is already frozen. <laughs> you can't freeze anything in the summer in Sturgis. But you can hit people with a double metal sink. And then do a little waltz. That's not a waltz. That's a, the Alex Das Wonder Kid dance. Das Wonder dance. Look at the trailer just going in the background. He's like, I just want to get down the road. What's all these people looking at? Oh, there's guys wrestling in the middle of the road. Yeah, they're about 100 feet from the main road, I guess, it looks like. Yeah, and there's people on the other side of the road. So what can you see from over there? Are we getting away from the fact that Alex Wright is in a match right now with a ladder against the public enemy? I wish I knew who the Japanese guy was. Tokyo Magnum. Is he walking away, though, or is he getting something else? I don't know. Oh, that was I don't know. That was, he jumped through the – where he hits the, the ladder and goes up and hits Disco Inferno, and he missed him totally, and still Disco decided to sell it. This is where they're setting up the uh, the great like, finishes match. Yeah, this is like a five-minute setup where they have to stack tables. Why couldn't the other guy just have stacked the table? Why did he have to grab another one? Because they're setting up three tables. Why couldn't they just put the second table up already? It's road wild. This is horrible. I hate these guys. Can you imagine being 50 rows back, you're on your motorcycle, and you have no idea what's going on? 
None. Because they don't have a screen where you can watch it. There is a screen, but it's back by the Travis Tritt stage. Disco Inferno is going to go through three tables. They're going to carry sense. him up a ladder. And he just willingly goes. I'll just go up so you can throw me through the tables. There's nothing you can do. He can just not climb the ladder. That's what he can do. Yeah, he can just say, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to just lay on this table, too. Oh, my God. It wasn't like they just went through flu- fluidly, either. It was like, I can't. That's a first. That's a first. Three tables. Tokyo Magnum got the high ground. But he hit Disco Inferno. Oh, my God. Disco Inferno lost. What a fucking surprise. Public Enemy won. This is still WCW's attempt to try to capture that ECW market. Yeah. And they get worse with it. But this was like the beginning of it because they, they brought Public Enemy in thinking that, oh, we're going to capture that ECW market. And there's Stanko Malenko being interviewed because he's going to be special guest referee in the uh, Jericho Hooventude match, right? We can skip ahead now. I mean, we can skip to whatever you want to watch. Yeah, I mean, the rest of the matches aren't even really worth talking about. I think the next match we should watch is the Battle Royal. It's a nine-man Battle Royal. So this one's the nine-man uh, Battle Royal, NWO, Black and White, NWO, Wolfpack, and Goldberg. Why? This is the whole thing I've never understood about. You have NWO, Wolfpack, NWO, Black and White. They both hate WCW, but they hate them for different reasons. So they're going to fight each other to determine who hates WCW more. Why? Scott Hall comes out. He is either doing a gimmick or he's actually very drunk right now. Uh, this is pre-drunk Scott Hall gimmick, so this is probably actual drunk Hall, uh, drunk Scott Hall. Yeah, he looks so wasted. But he does his promo, and he says, Hey, yo, uh, who are you here to see? The Wolfpack, the Hollywood? And they go nuts for Wolfpack. Hey, he pointed the wrong way. He was a giant. They're tag team champion. Oh, that's right, because Nash is in uh, Wolfpack at this point. And this is uh, about five months before Giant leaves to go to WWE. Because Giant premiered at St. Valentine's Day Massacre, which is February. I think he's got the -the glow-in-the-dark NWO shirt that I have. I have the Wolfpack NWO, and I have the six one with the six ball on the back. Who else would you have in a a battle royal against the Wolfpack and Goldberg? You'd have Kurt Henning, of course, because he's Mr. Perfect. Uh, Scott Norton, yes. Of everyone else you can choose, Scott you Norton. choose Scott Norton. I hate when they have the uh, the little, what do you even call those? The straps? The straps for their, their singlets, and they never cover the nipples. His nipples are just hanging out. Whenever a wrestler gets pumped up, the straps always come down. But Scott Norton has it where it comes down under his belly. Mm-hmm. And there's the promo. This does not go the way he wants it to. No, he's drunk as fuck. So he asks if he wants to see the Black and White Express. Crowd kind of boos. Then he asks if he wants to see the Lame Wolf Pack, and the crowd goes fucking nuts. And he looks at him like, oh, wait. Shouldn't have done that promo. And then he asks if anybody wants to see Goldberg. They're revving their motorcycles up. I would quit while I was ahead. I don't think he was listening to the crowd, because he said, survey says one more for the good guys, which is the... When they want to see black and white, but they obviously were booing black and white. Somebody in the back in the, was going, who gave Scott Hall the mic? So now here's a wolf pack. You got Kevin Nash as the leader. But Scott Hall went from 
to the red, then to the white, right? They went back and forth. I don't know if Scott Hall was in the red at first. I think he went later. Because at this point in WCW, even when I was flipping back and forth, I wasn't paying attention. I always thought there was going to be more Wolfpack members. I think there was maybe five or six was the most. It's what, Nash, Conan, Lex Luger, Sting. I know Hall was in at one point. Macho Man, I think, was at one point. But they kept going in just to... Sting is such a loser. They kept going in just to leave or, like, betray them. That's all it was. I think Mr. Perfect went into the Wolfpack to betray them or something. A couple of them went into like, Double Cross. Wasn't Rick Steiner in the Wolfpack, too? Rick Steiner was in the Wolfpack for a little while. But it's funny because the Sting you see now with the red and black, the Nitro after this, him and uh, Bret Hart tag team, and at the beginning of the episode, he's in the red and black, but at the end of the episode, he drops from the ceiling with his black and white, and they go... The old Sting is back. He's very mysterious now. It's like, well, last week... you was not mysterious at all. Yeah, you're, you're acting like a jackass in your red and black makeup. You would never betray WCW. Oh, you're going to the Wolfpack now. Okay. Let me tell you the members of the Wolfpack. Buff Bagwell, Kurt Hennig, Eric Bischoff, Hulk Hogan, Nash, Conan, Luger, Miss Elizabeth, Savage, Rick Rude, Scott Hall, Scott Steiner, and Sting. Wait, Bischoff was in the Wolfpack? In 99. So was Hogan. So was Bagwell. Hogan was in the Wolfpack? That's what they say. But it was Hollywood. Oh, wait. Conan does his promo. Conan does his Viva La Rasa. Viva La Rasa. Bowdy, bowdy, and rowdy, rowdy, and shit like that, right? Yeah, Hogan was in the Wolfpack. Weird. Let me speak on this. Orale, vato. He was terrible in every different character. He was Max Moon, Conan... I think Max Moon was his best character. It probably was. Better than Conan. Conan's terrible. He's just terrible. And then Goldberg. They have to yeah. throw Goldberg in. Now, I think they counted this as one of his wins, well, even though it's over about nine win. people. 120 and 0. After this, was he 128 and 0? Because he beat eight uh, people. Why does this exist? So why does the NWO Wolfpack hate NWO Black and White, and both of them hate Goldberg? Because it's stupid. That's the only explanation. It's stupid. I hate WCW. So do I, but I hate them for different reasons. Oh, and you don't agree with me, so I'm going to start my own faction. So Goldberg was just the company man, and that's why they, they hated him. He was the face of the company. Unpopular opinion, okay? All right. Fuck Goldberg. Um, Fuck that's Goldberg. a popular opinion here. I hate Goldberg. Fuck Goldberg. Fuck his kid who can jump over... The barricade when he won the the Universal Championship and wanted to celebrate. Fuck Goldberg with his shitty three moves. Him coming back every year to win a belt because he's going to beat McIntyre. Let's be honest, it's going to happen. Or he's going to pin the Miz when Miz cashes in. It's going to be some Miz is going to take the pin to save McIntyre from losing. Something's going to happen and Goldberg is going to win and it's going to piss everybody off. Fuck Goldberg. I, I've never been a fan of Goldberg. I never liked him then. I don't like him now. I liked the NWO when it first came out. I hated when it split, even though I like the Wolfpack music better. Right. I didn't mind it when it first split, but when it just kept going on and on, it was ridiculous. Yeah, because it was like, oh, who's going to be the Wolfpack? Who's going to be in the black and white? And then they came out with NWO 2000 before they... Yeah. Uh, WWE did the 
NWO again with Shawn Michaels and everything. But they, you know, WCW tried to do it again with Bret Hart and Nash and Hall, and it it was it's so fucking stupid. They just took a great idea and ruined it. It's pretty much who wasn't in NWO. Nash just eliminates himself. Just to get Scott Hall. He just wanted to fight Scott Hall. Because they used to be best friends. But now they're not. They're not the outsiders anymore. And Goldberg has the worst spear. on. He spears Hennig like three times this match. And I don't know if Kurt Hennig didn't like him. Or Goldberg was just that bad. He doesn't even know something. He just he sells the spear so terribly that it's, I don't know, it's laughable. Goldberg claims that he has the best spear and probably the worst spear. No, Rhino has the best spear. Yes. Edge's spear sucks, too. Yeah, no, Rhino is the, is the master of the spear. The gore. It's a spear. It's the gore. Whatever. It's like the ultra effect and the gut wrench powerbomb. If I was to pick anybody to win this match right now, it would be Scott Norton. Scott Norton? Yeah, he would be my pick. Of everyone in this match, Scott Norton's the only one that isn't somebody that could have been a world champion. Right. <laughs> no, Conan. Conan couldn't have been a world champion. All right, so one on the black and white, one on the black and red. Scott Norton couldn't have been a champion, and Conan could not have been a champion. But I know Kurt Henning wasn't a champion, and Scott Hall wasn't a champion. Right. Like, world champion, I mean. But those two I could have seen being a champion. They Scott Norton and Conan were just terrible. Scott Norton was one of the original uh, NWO members. I remember when he joined the NWO, I'm like, who? Yeah, I think the whole world went, oh, the guy from Fire and Ice? They wanted to, I guess, give him something to do or maybe just put extra people in there without putting in too many big names. That's Fire from Fire and Ice. He tagged with Ice Train. Ice Train? Who was Ice Train? That was him. That was all he was. That's it? He was Ice Train. That's all that matters. Ice Train. They broke up on Nitro. Oh, I bet everybody was really upset. It was a it was a huge thing because Mean Gene was uh, interviewing them and they broke up. I just noticed in this match that you said it was over the top rope or a pin. See, another yes. horrible spear by Goldberg. But Sting tried to submit somebody with the Scorpion Deathlock, even though it's not how it works. They didn't know Who what to has do with any nine of these guys. Nine-man battle royal. Nine people. They didn't know what to do with these guys in, for this match. And they were like, let's just throw them all together so that people see that they made an appearance. Let's please the crowd. Let's throw them all out there. Hey, you guys want to do a battle royal? Four of the black and white versus four of the black and red. And somebody goes, what about Goldberg? All right, fine. Throw him in the match, too. What about Carl the Elk? Yeah, Carl the Elk can do a run-in because that's what we're good at. Ah, Carl the Elk can't make it today. He's too busy being an elk. And being in South Dakota. Oh, we are in South Dakota. He went to visit his family in North Dakota. The Giant at any point could have thrown Goldberg out of the ring. If this was the true, like, quote-unquote, NWO, we hate WCW, why didn't they all just gang up, get rid of Goldberg, and then fight each other? There's three black and white guys, two Wolfpack, and Goldberg. It could have either been three-on-one or five-on-one. It should have been five-on-one. But Because they don't agree with how they hate WCW. Look, look at that horrible spear. What sticks are they stupid tongue out. He's terrible. Ugh. Oh, he limits Sting and Scott Norton. And then, of course, it's Luger 
Giant, and Goldberg. Why was Goldberg ever the thing? Like, the, the guy? Because he's just big? Yeah, that's the reason. But, of course, it comes down to Giant and Goldberg because they're feuding. Goldberg was never a good wrestler. He's big. There's a lot of big guys. I don't see what made him so special. That he was undefeated for that long. Uh, and he knows so a fucking choke slam from the Giant. Yeah, he just sat up like the Undertaker. Now another bad spear's coming. Well, that was actually the best one they had. He, Jack Iverson was just kind of impressive because of the size of the Giant, but he doesn't hold them up for a long time. Yeah, he just suplexes them. That's all that is. And he pins them. It's a battle royal, so you get the one pinfall in the battle royal. We really need to go through all of Goldberg's victories one day and see how many were legit competitors. Well, here's the thing. So this was August 8th. Right, a year. On August 17th, when Ultimate Warrior premiered, Goldberg didn't fight. But Nitro before this, he was 120 and 0. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing at the Nitro after the one where Warrior premieres, he's 150 and 0. Yeah. Only makes sense. And of course, they wheel Michael Buffer out for the main event. Of course. Why wouldn't you? The moment is at hand. You you think you're getting Hogan Flair, Hogan, Rock, Rock, Austin kind of match? The time is at hand. Like they're they're pushing this huge match right now. All the people revving their motorcycles instead of cheering. You think any of these people want to go pee somewhere? In their pants. <laughs> Probably make it smell better. Well, Hacksaw's there. He smells like coffee enema, so. I mean, you could have just taken that toilet seat and put it somewhere. They handed the toilet seat out, so everybody peed in the toilet seat. Actually, they didn't have to hand out any toilet seats, because after all these people arrived in Sturgis, they laid them with the toilet seat. Everybody had their own toilet seat. Their own ceremonial toilet seat. It was pretty much a impromptu camping toilet. That's Sturgis. That's just what happens. All right, so we have Miss Elizabeth wearing chaps, because of course she has to, because they're at Sturgis. And Eric Bischoff wearing bootleg Adidas workout pants with a members-only jacket. <laughs> members-only jacket. And then the disciple in the background going, don't forget I'm here. I actually look like the only person who's ever ridden a motorcycle in my life. Well, Hogan in the 80s had his uh, promos where he was riding a motorcycle. But the disciples actually does look like the only guy that should be in the crowd right now. Right. When all this happens, now we all know that Jay Leno is a car enthusiast. I'm pretty sure he rides motorcycles. I've seen something where he rides motorcycles. Hogan rode a motorcycle. I know most of these wrestlers probably have or have ridden motorcycles. This pay-per-view is at a motorcycle rally, and it's called Road Wild. And not one motherfucker besides me, Gene, sat on a motorcycle all day, and not one of them rode one down to the ring. That is a good point. You would think somebody would ride. Even the Undertaker at this point yes. was riding motorcycles to the rings at American Badass. And he's riding motorcycles at, like, the Fleet Center in Minneapolis. I don't know what the fuck that is. But, you know, like, just these random places. He's like, I'm going to ride my motorcycle. You're at a fucking motorcycle rally. What are you doing with your life? You think Jay Leno and DDP would be on a motorcycle right now? I don't care if someone's got to put them in a sidecar. You have all these people here waiting to see motorcycles. That's the whole reason they're there. 
to drink and ride motorcycles. And you know what I, I discovered from this pay-per-view? Um, WCW had a lot of Jay Leno fans. You know what I also discovered about this pay-per-view? If you could put any worse entrance music, it would be the Tonight Show theme, which sounds like you're eating the entree at a wedding. It's like, hey, sir, here's a prime rib. You have your salmon, or you could have the chicken franchise. You pick your entree, and this is the theme that plays. They're like, hey, ladies and gentlemen, right now we're going to slow it down. We're going to have the lovely couples exit off off the dance floor, have the bride and groom sit down, take some pictures, and we're going to go and have the salad, and you get to pick whatever entree you want. We'll be back in about 35 minutes to light this party up. You know, and then we're going to hand out the inflatable fucking instruments and the sunglasses and Sturgis, it would be the toilet lays. In real life, it would be the lays, the flower lays, and we're going to have a good time. But right now, this music is you're ordering your entree at a wedding. Roasted potatoes. And he's, he's got a cup of water. Why? Because he spits it on Hogan. And he's wearing... He's wearing a tie show with Jay Leno shirt. Because why wouldn't you? And sweatpants from Kmart. See, he throws his water on Bischoff and Hogan. He's got legit wrestling shoes on, though. I'll give him that much. Like Greco-Roman wrestling shoes. And he's wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt with the t-shirt tucked into his sweatpants. Yeah, Bischoff, too. I didn't realize that how bad Bischoff's dye job was. Don't you remember when they shaved his head and it was all gray underneath? He's, he's talking to the disciple right now going, remember when you were Brother Brutai? Remember when you were Zodiac? Remember when you were Brutus the Barber? Actually, Ultimate Warrior calls him the Barber in his promo on uh, Monday. <laughs> Whoops. He goes, this must be your Barber. And the crowd goes, oh! So you have DDP, who's a C-plus, B-minus wrestler. Hulk Hogan, who's, you know, a B-plus you know, legend, A plus legend. And then Eric Bischoff, who's a black belt in karate, and Jay Leno. I didn't realize he looks really weird. The second most jacked person around this ring right now is the guy who's the leader of the band for the Tonight Show. <laughs> Kevin Eubanks is the third, well, third, I would say, because it's Hogan. DDP and then Kevin Eubanks. I think Kevin Eubanks is more jacked than DDP. He might be. You can you can tell he's more jacked than DDP. Absolutely. He oh, threw him a suck it. That's copyright infringement. Jersey Shore versus Venice Beach right here. Oh, Leno like, slapped Hogan. Leno looks like the guy who's never been to a gym in his life, and then is like hits the midlife crisis. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna get my life together. Let me get some workout gear. And go hit the, the elliptical. Like that's me what his, in about a year. That's what his outfit looks like. You're going to wear that? I mean, I might wear that now. I'm going to see I if think... I can find a blue Tonight Show shirt and blue sweatpants and wrestling shoes. And I'm, that's what I'm going to wear to the gym from now on. And when I say from now on, I mean for the first time I go to a gym. And, but you need to take pictures of that. Jay Leno's slapping five to his band leader outside for no reason. Well, because he threw Hogan back in the ring. Oh, you know what? The Disciple might be bigger than Kevin Eubanks. All right, so it's Hogan, Disciple, Eubanks, DDP. Miss Elizabeth, Bischoff, Leno. <laughs> That's the proper order. Leno might be bigger than Nick Patrick. That's about it. 
That's goatee Nick Patrick. It's hard to recognize. When is it not Nick Patrick? When it's little Nate Charles Robinson. When it's senior ring announcer Earl Hebner? He was not a WCW referee. He was at one point. No, he wasn't. He sure was. I'm telling you he was. He probably was. You're probably right. I don't know. You want me to look up senior? Look it up. Do it. I dare you. I'm going to triple dog dare me. Earl Hebner, American referee. Oh, referee. Oh, here comes Leno. Why Bischoff is a black belt in karate. Why is he scared of Jay Leno? Because Jay Leno can throw that verbal judo at him. <laughs> I'm gonna put, I'm gonna kick you in the face with a round kick. Uh, you're a jerk. Ah, oh, verbal judo. All right, maybe he didn't do WCW, but he signed to AEW. And he did TNA. All right, so he didn't do WCW. So I was right. We'll agree to disagree. TNA is close enough to WCW. Wait a minute. You're, we're missing the fact that Hulk Hogan is in the ring with Jay Leno. And Jay Leno's like, hit me in the chin, which is on that he's got hair. He's like, I have hair. Look at me. You he's don't have hair. Hulk Hogan. If this were a real, like, street fight, Hogan would just punch him in the face and be over. That'd be it. He'd just, oh, he said, kiss my ass. Oh, and he tags him DDP right away. Because he's a pussy. Can you imagine if if I actually did convince my mom to let me buy this one, and she's watching with me, and she goes, or anybody's parent, and they just go, oh, I'm really a big fan of Jay Leno, so I want to watch this. And they just watch, and they go, I spent $50 on this? He only trains him to do one move, an arm ringer. That's all he taught him to do in the week. You're supposed to believe Hogan's not strong enough to get out of that. Right. First, Jay Leno. A guy who's been wrestling 30 years can't break out of that. He can't just decimate Jay Leno right now. Oh, and they, uh, they right. make it like Jay Leno so fast. Oh, here we go. Arm ringer again. To the, in the tag to the AP. Ooh, Diamond Dallas Page is really punching that shoulder. Another arm ringer. Oh, here we go. Oof. That's three. Are they going to do a clothesline? Oh, my God. Jay Leno might be the worst celebrity wrestler I've seen. Oh, Kevin Eubanks pulling the chair from Hogan. But what happened there? Hogan was going to hit DDP with a chair. Kevin Eubanks said, no, so he took no it, but sir. He, did he get knocked down by Hogan? I'm not really sure what happened. Uh, Bischoff missed the kick. <laughs> Eubanks is an opportunist. He is kind of cheap. Jay Leno is huffing and puffing, and all he's done is three arm ringers. I think if you had a finishing move or a signature move, it would be the I got your nose. You know what? That's that's actually not a bad move. Like, you just grab somebody by the nose and pull it, and you're just like, got your nose, and you just sit there like this. And How would they know? They can't see their and, face. And Yeah, and the person's having, like... A conniption because you're using some psychological warfare on them. Like, holy shit, does he really have my nose? You're mind fucking them. And then I'm just running around the ring holding my hand up in the air with my thumb through my fingers, going, Got your nose! And they're chasing me. And then guess what? Clothesline pin. They're just screaming. I think if you do the I got your nose, you blade them at the same time on their nose so that they bleed and they see the blood and they're like, Oh my god, he really ripped my nose off. Well, I'd have, you know, depending on the blading policy in whatever federation I'm in, I'd have to make sure we made it look like an accident. 
You have like a ring with the razor on the bottom of it. I wouldn't want to get fired like Dustin Reynolds did. And the blacktop bully. Does Hogan really feel like he needs to cheat against Jay Leno? He cheated against DDP. But he really felt like he needed a brass knuckle. This guy body slammed Andre the Giant, and he's brass knuckling DDP. And it didn't work. Oh, yeah, the, 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 the split second it took for Nick Patrick to walk across the ring to count him out. That's really what woke him up. Oh, he spit on him. That's not cool. What do they call it? The fist fist floater? What is The fist floater. It's brass knuckles. It was uh, it was called the brass knuckles in WWE, but they can't call it that in WCW. So they call it the fist floater. Jay Leno talks a lot of shit for somebody who just hosts a, t- a talk show. Hey, he was trained for a week. By the best. I mean, he's trained such superstars as David Arquette and Carl. Carl Malone. Did he train Kevin Eubanks as well? It was like a two-for-one when you're like, you go to Tiger Shulman's and you're like, recommend the friend and you get a free session. <laughs> I think uh, Kevin Eubanks is actually just that jack. Kevin Eubanks is probably like a professional wrestler on the side. Kevin Eubanks looks like two Cole Scorpio without the hair. Now here's the big the big match. Jay Leno versus Bischoff. Even buy those pants. Low blow, Jay low Leno. Blow. Come on. Come on. Watch these punches. This man has never thrown a punch his entire life. Not one. What would you even call that? He hit him with the inside of his wrist. Yeah, like it yeah, his like if you're gonna like a hammer punch in UFC on the ground, but you're hitting him with in the air. I can't even it wouldn't do anything. Uh, this is the other movie got taught, the head to the turnbuckle. He gets tired halfway through. Oh, uh, Leno's comes. too quick for him. He's like a cat. Oh, here it comes, a big finish. Oh, uh, Eubanks is in. He's going to make Bischoff feel the bang. He diamond cuts him. Which, not for nothing. They're supposed to be good guys, and they cheated to win. That means Leno didn't do anything. Eubanks won the match. Yeah, it's really... Kevin Eubanks, if you look at the replay, Bischoff-Hogan win by disqualification due to outside interference by Kevin Eubanks. They're like, how about the team of DDP and Jay Leno who cheated to victory? Every other time they're they're in disgust. If DDP was a heel and he had Kevin Eubanks come in and do a, a, a diamond cutter, they would have had another ref run in and say, no, 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 oh, Hogan, Bischoff, you got to... Attack them now. Come on. No, Shannon Goldberg. Oh, yeah, he does come out, doesn't he? No reason. I mean, I guess to save Jay Leno, but here he comes. Shannon Goldberg, Goldberg. And, here come. and he's wearing the belt. Why the <laughs> fuck is Goldberg wearing the belt to come out and save Jay Leno and you Kevin Eubanks? know that he's a champion. Horrible spear. I got to run out and save Leno. Wait, put the belt on first. Just in case anybody forgot you were the champion. Let's make it all about Goldberg. This is the equivalent of Hulk Hogan with WrestleMania 9. Goldberg is the new Hogan, where it's everything has to be about him. Well, he's 197 and 0. He's 3,825 and 0. Meanwhile, our buddy Jim Powers is sitting at a crisp 37, 127 and 1. In one draw in his whole career. It's bullshit. Goldberg even gets out of the ring stupid. He's going to take the belt off now, isn't he? Yeah, he no, took the belt off. Why? He ran to the ring with it on. 
Did he take the belt off? Or is he just wearing it around his waist going, I'm the champion. I have a, a couple questions about this pay-per-view. Do you think that when all the wrestlers go back after the show, they're like, that was a really successful pay-per-view? Or do they know it was complete garbage? Secondly, do you think Diamond Dallas Page goes to management and says, hey, listen, can I stop being the fucking guy who tags with celebrities, please? No, I think Diamond Dallas Page goes back and goes, who else can we get? And this is pre-David Arquette. So Bischoff, and this is kind of pre-Russo, Bischoff says, I got an idea. We're going to get this guy Vince Russo in about a year because, you know, he's, he's still with WWE. And here's what we're going to do. You're going to tag team with David Arquette. And then David Arquette's going to become the world champion. And DDP goes, well, what do you want me to do? I want you to make him want to lose the belt. But then he's going to turn on you. (laughs) At a triple cage match with Jeff Jarrett. But Jeff Jarrett's still signed with WWE. I know. Well, they just know. They just know. Well, you know what? I'm thinking as DDP when he said, who else can we get? Let's do some cross promotions and like, oh, like another wrestling league like NWA or, you know, someone like that. No. NBA. But he said, hey, I got an idea. Dennis Rodman. And then he was like, who else could we get? And they're like, hmm, it's the late 90s. Who can we get? And this never happened. It never came to fruition. But they're like, we know Vader has been on some TV shows, right? Like Boy Meets World. What if we get Ben Savage and Ryder Strong? Never going to happen. Those two are two biggest stars to be on WCW right now. You're right. But what we're going to do is we're going to have Vader go to their show and have a match where they're in the ring wrestling as Vader's managers. Yes, but how does that help us? Because Vader's been gone from us for a while. He actually just fought in SummerSlam with WWE and Bradshaw. Okay, so, all right, who else could we get? Late 90s. Hmm. What about that George Clooney fella? Uh, I don't know, George Clooney fella. He's in that show, Emergency Room. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's kind of going to be a big star. Hmm, let's think about this. Who could we get? There's other TV doctors we can get. We can either get Patrick Dempsey or Anthony Edwards. Oh, you you want to try to get uh, the guy from Revenge of the Nerds? Yeah, I do. He's not really doing too much lately. I don't think we can get him. No. If we could get any celebrity, who would be the best wrestler? Carlton from Fresh Prince? Carlton? Yes. You want to try to get Carlton? I mean, it's either him or Urkel. Do you think we're made of money here at WCW? You want to try to get Carlton? Well, who else can we get? I'll tell you who we can get. I'll tell you who we're going to get. Who are we going to get? Dennis Rodman. The Worm? What? The Worm? Is that what his name is? His nickname was The Worm. Okay. Whatever his nickname is, the guy who won three championships with the Bulls, and you know what we're going to do with him? He's going to feud with the Macho Man. Why Macho Man? 
Because why not Macho Man? What is Macho Man doing? He wasn't even at Road Wild. Let me see. We, we're going to have to compete with our rivals, WWE. Why do we have to compete? Do you, oh, wait, hold on. Do you even know our product right now? Did you even see Road Wild 98? Let me break this down for you. Are you ready? Yes. We just had Conan leading the black, red and black NWO versus where the fuck are you going? Listen, we got a lot. We got a lot of competition from the WWE. There's so many celebrities that were in there. I'm not but, sure if you just paid attention, but we had the Disco Inferno and Alex Wright versus Public Enemy in a match that ended up being Street Fight rules. We had yep. the Barbarian versus Ming, where Hacksaw Jim Duggan came out and saved Ming's ass, and not to mention. We had Jay Leno with DDP versus Hogan and Bischoff. What are we competing against? What's going to top that? Nothing. I mean, they have Mike Tyson. Oh, Mike Tyson. We had Jay Leno and Kevin Eubanks. What do you got? You got nothing. No, they had a lot more. They had Jonathan Taylor Thomas. What? Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Thomas. They had JTT. They did. JTT. There's only one thing we could do. What is it? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. We need to bring in the Insane Clown Posse. Are you telling me? I'm telling you. We could get ICP. Now, let me ask you this. Wait, wait, wait. Before you say a word, if we can get ICP, do you think there's any chance we could get the Misfits? Ooh, you know what? I'm going to see your ICP. I'm going to see your Misfits. And I'm going to add Megadeth. I'm going to see your Megadeth. And you know what I'm going to do? Not only am I going to raise you Kiss, we're going to make a wrestler that's based on Kiss. And we're going to call him the Kiss Demon. Mm. And you know what else I'm going to do? But all the kids are obsessed with that Mortal Kombat game. Yeah. So we're going to have this guy, he's just a regular white dude with a flat top haircut. Right. And we're going to call him Glacier because that's ice. So he's going to be like Sub-Zero. He's going to be better than Sub-Zero. I got one better. You can't make this better. There's no way you can make this better. I can. We're going to see your ICP. Shaggy, Two Dope, and Violent J. We're going to add a Mexican luchador vampire wrestler to him. Wait a second. Is the wrestler Mexican, or is he just some fucking dude from, like, Idaho? He's, like, from Idaho, but he wrestles in Mexico as a, as a vampire. But since he's Mexican, white, Idahoan vampire, he calls himself Vampiro. Not only does he like being with the Juggalos... He also likes the Misfits. So we're going to put them together. Going to raise, we're going to see your Megadeth. We're going to see your Kiss, your Kiss Demon, your Mortal Kombat Glacier character. And I'm going to make a guy who used to be dressed as a mummy. Like we could have went with Vampiro and Mumra or the mummy character, but his name was the Yeti. But we made, since we're doing the Mortal Kombat thing, we're going to make him yellow and black like 
the blue and black ninja. You have Glacier, but we're going to call him the Yeti still. You know what would be good if we added on to that? If we had What's another up? guy and we made him, oh, God, what? What's your favorite color? Green? I, I I love green. I love like jade green. So why don't we have another guy who's a current wrestler we have, but we change his gimmick, and we call him. Oh God, uh, what's a what's a good name for vengeance or or hate? Uh, wrath. And we'll make him green and black, and he'll be like the third guy from the Mortal Kombat series. No, I think you're mistaking it. You're thinking Mortis. His wrath was black and silver. Listen, I know my colors, and silver is not black and green. Wrath. <laughs> okay, so maybe wrath was black and silver. Maybe we should make another one named Mortis and make him a guy that we already have, but make him green and black. What do you think? I love it. And you know what? Yep. Mortis, good, but wrath? My guy, he's gonna have two very big victories on his under his belt. Can it be like retirement matches? Semi-retirement matches, like one can't wrestle anymore because of hip surgery, and one because he's dead. He's okay. gonna beat Renegade, and oh. then he's gonna beat oh god, the up and comer, the star, the guy that we think should be the next champion if i had a fan club i'd start it for him right now brian clark. not brian clark uh buff bagwell not buff bagwell somebody that's just if you had, like mr perfect if mr perfect wasn't kurt henning dean malenko that's the man of a thousand holds i'm talking perfection brian pillman not flying brian pillman you know who I'm talking about. The one and only. No, you're not talking about him. I am talking about him. The the guy. The guy. Like, if we were to go to a bar, they have a whole hour named after him. You can go to any liquor store in Rutherford, New Jersey, and see his picture. He drinks Jameson and Tito's and Modelo. He is a legend. You know, I've heard a little bit of a rumor that he might be a little bit of a Zima drinker, if you know what I mean. He's never ruled Zima out of his repertoire of drinks. You're talking about James. I'm talking about Jim. Jimmy? Jimmy Powers. The manly one. Jimmy Manly Powers. Jim Manly Powers. Wrath is going to end Jim Powers' career somehow. So, in summary, we're going to do a bunch of bands, a bunch of video game characters, and then end the careers of two up-and-coming wrestlers. There's only one other thing I want to put out there. This tops it all, all right? If we can get one more celebrity, one more, and, and this is this is... This is going to really put us over the top. The Monday Night Wars, we're going to win. Outright. We're going to win. Wait, we're going to win. Arliss. Arliss? Arliss. You mean the dude from Batman? Robert Wall. You think you can get him? I know I can get him. What role would you like him to play? 
I mean, what role would I not want him to play? You want to put him in a match? You know what? No. No, you know what? I have to think about this for a second, okay? Because I forgot one important band member, music-related personality, before we get to Arliss. Arliss is last resort. Arliss is in case of fire, break glass. Okay? Okay. Forgot one. You know, we just had this thing at Sturgis. There was a lot of white people up there. Right? You look at the crowd, there's a lot of white people. A lot of white people, like uncomfortable amount of white people. Like, uh, I mean, I looked and I was like, eh, you know, I see a lot of white people out there. Don't hit the standing booth that week because there's a lot of white people. I thought that there couldn't be any more white people, but I would be wrong. That was, was like all, all the white people. There were everybody there was white. Even Meng and the Barbarian came backstage, and they were. Mario and Bruno. That's how white it was out there. It was that white. They became white. white after the match. That it actually, by mitosis, it spread. Okay? Okay. So what I want to do is we have to appeal to everybody. Where were the big boys play? We want to appeal to all kinds of people, demographics. So what I want to do is introduce a band that everyone could relate to. Are you ready? I'm all ears. We're going to call them the No Limit Soldiers. Okay, I'm liking this already. You like that name? I like the name. Because it kind of says we're kind of extreme, but we're also for the cause. They have no limits. Mm-hmm. And they're soldiers. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you want to know who their leader is? Yes. Are you sure? I've never been more sure of anything in my life. Master P. You think we can get Master P? Master P actually contacted me. Yes, that Master P. Are you saying we can get a guy like Mr. P? Mr. Master P. To manage, I'm assuming, some a team that you've just thought of called the No Limit Soldiers. And I think that that, that team should have Rey Mysterio. Of course. Without his mask. Oh, you want to go maskless Ram Mysterio? Maskless Ram Mysterio. Conan. What ha- Wait a minute. Conan is a red and black through and through. Not no more. Not no mo. Now he's a no-limit soldier. He's a no-limit soldier. You know, that's kind of... Chase Tatum. The Chase Tatum? The... Chase Tatum, Robert Bradley, Brad Armstrong, Jesse Armstrong's brother. Okay. I'm sorry, Scott Armstrong's brother. And Randy Thornton. Whoa. You mean Cowboy Bob Orton's son? No. Swole Randy Thornton, T-H. So not the RKO guy. And 4x4, Teddy Reed. That sounds like a crew that can't lose. You know why I can't lose? Because we have all races involved. We are all inclusive. No limit soldiers. So there's no limit to the amount of races that are involved. We have the two white guys. We have two Hispanic guys and two black guys. And Master P. And Master P, who leads them all. 
So he is bringing everybody together. We could get Virgil if you want. Who? Vincent. Who? Vincent. Who? Michael Jones. Wait, you mean the guy who used to carry around the million-dollar belt? Yeah, that was Virgil. You know what it is? He'll show up for free, but when he's trying to get him to leave, he wants money. So it's kind of like you didn't invite him to the birthday party, and he shows up, and he didn't even bring a gift. And you're like, and he eats all the pizza, and he has the cake. And you're like, all right, everybody, time to go home. All right, play America's Clothes. And he's like, I'm going to leave him. You're going to have to give me the SpongeBob eraser on the bottom shelf that costs 300 tickets from the little game that you put the quarter in, slide it into the, uh, the slot for me to leave. And you're like, you can't. You have to get the tickets. And he's like, but I'm not going to do that. And you're like, well, you have to play at least ball or something. You just got to throw like 10 balls at the – and you don't even have to get enough points. They just go down to the generic points, and you'll get 300 tickets to get the SpongeBob eraser. He's like, I'm not leaving. You just give it to me. That's what he does. But he could be worth it because he was a big name one time. Was he a big name, or was he just Virgil? He was a big name by association. No one rooted against him when he fought Ted DiBiase. Yeah, but everybody rooted against him when he was Vincent. Well, regardless, fuck him. He's not in our No Limit Soldier thing. Okay, I agree. So that's what I think we're going to do. We're just going to go on a a mad tirade of celebrities, as many as we can get. It doesn't matter who they are. Whoever will come, we'll just get. So can we get DDP to just train them all for a week? There's a lot, so maybe... We can't get all of them to be trained for a week. The No Limit Soldiers, they can obviously train each other, except for Master P, because they're already wrestlers. Vampiro's already been a wrestler for like 20 years. He could train the Misfits and the Insane Clown Posse. We have other avenues of approach here. But with this Vampiro guy, can we put him in Misfits makeup until the Misfits are not relevant, which they really never were? And then put him in ICP makeup? We could do either or. But what misfits are we talking about? Are we talking about dancing misfits? Because I don't know if that's going to go over too well. No, we're talking about shitty uh, newer misfits with that guy, Michael Emmanuel. Mikhail? Mikhail Emmanuel. Mikhail. M-I-C-A-H-A-L-E, right? Whatever the fuck you just spelled. (laughs) let's just stop right here i need to answer this question before anything are any of these bands going to play music well here's the thing i can probably think kiss could play one song they'll probably play like rock and roll all night and Megadeth is coming out with a new album so I, i heard this is like their worst album so we'll get them to play one of their singles Misfits, though, I don't know. They're not going to play because nobody gives a shit. It's, a too big of an, it's too big of an arena. It's too big of an arena for the Misfits. They're not used to playing more than 25 people, especially with this new singer. Uh, ICP, I think they'll just rap on their way to the ring, kind of like they did when they were with the Oddities. Wait, so you're telling me that ICP was already a thing before WCW? This oh, isn't- yeah. They were with the oddities because they were odd. Who the fuck are the oddities? It was Luna Vachon and then Earthquake 
but he had a mask on. And then it was a really tall guy that looked like he should be in a bunch of horror movies. And then it was other people who I don't even remember who the f- they were. Who were the main two guys in the oddities? It was Goga, which is Earthquake, Kurgan, yeah. and who the fuck was that guy? Who wrestled? The Jackal, Kurgan, Giant Silva, Goga, Kurgan. Violent J, Shaggy, Two Dope, Luna Vachon, Sable, and George the Animal Steel. Kurgan. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, Kurgan's talking. There's Giant Silva who is like Kurgan, but Spanish. Anyway, and Golga wore a Cartman fucking shirt. <laughs> All right, so we're going to have musical guests. We're going to have Shaggy Two Dope, Violent J. We're going to monopolize the market of bands and video game characters. And this is gonna, this is what's going to win us the Monday Night Wars. I think, I think it's a surefire bet. Not risking life and limb throwing people off cages. Now, hear me out. If we had a match where we stacked a cage on top of a cage on top of a cage, and then at the end of the pay-per-view, we threw one of the wrestlers off into our ramp, which comes to the ring, but you can clearly see it's a cushion. It's only like five feet off the ground. Five feet off the ground, but we cut the pay-per-view, and we say, he's dead, and then you cut the pay-per-view. That sounds like a great idea. There's no way the other federation could top us if we did that. I mean, we have the NWO, but we have guys that all rebuke authority. You know, like the other federation, they have all these anti-authority figures. And then they have these supernatural figures. And then they have these women. You think that us with just the bands and the clowns and the that's going to do it? I don't see how it could fail. You know what? I think you're right. I think you're right. We got Hogan and Goldberg. We got Hogan. We got Goldberg. We got Nash. We got Macho Man. Hall. We got Hall. Flair. You know those young guys we got? We got like those guys like Chris Jericho and Eddie uh, Guerrero. Right. Fuck that. Get rid of them. They're not going to help us. Get rid of fucking Malenko and Saturn and Benoit. 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 Get rid of Benoit. We want to keep Stasiak. We want to keep Palumbo. We want to keep Jindrak. We want to keep those guys. Those are the guys. Those are our future. Those are our new blood. This is going to save us. I think it will. You know what? I thought that we couldn't get any better than we are now. But this is just going to push us right over the edge. Vince McMahon is going to be crying like a little girl begging us to buy him out. Real quick, on a side note, what are the pay-per-views that you have that you want to do next? So before we get off on our rant, which we always do, our next episode is going to be Halloween Havoc 1991 Chamber of Horror Match. And again, you can follow us on Twitter at FrontFaceLock, Instagram and Facebook at FrontFaceLock Podcast, Anchor.fm. Thank you very much for hosting us. And please, if you like what you hear and you would like us to improve what we do or quit our jobs and do this for a living, there is a donate button. Any amount will do. Nothing is expected. Everything is appreciated. Also, I'm on Twitter at 
Vin front face lock L O K, uh, not L O C K, not enough letters. So you can message me, but you can also guys, whatever you want, message us, tell us what you want to hear. Uh, tell us who you want to hear from. We could try to track them down. Uh, we have some leads on some potential powerful uh, interviews coming up. Yes, definitely powerful interviews. We're chasing them down. Hopefully we can get them all to you. After we run out of pay-per-views, I think we're going to have to switch to Nitros and Raws. There's material, obviously, for pay-per-views for years. You know, we're long-winded sometimes. We get a little bit of tangents. These episodes go an hour and a half, two hours long. Maybe we can do a condensed, like, special, like, in the middle of the week, here's a 15-minute thing on Oz or the Yeti. Doing something on Oz or the Yeti, I mean, if you do it on Oz, you have to go back to Vinny Vegas and uh, and Oz and then obviously going to Diesel and then switching over to Kevin Nash. That one might be an hour, but doing something on the Yeti, it would be 45 minutes of us just going, the Yeti, and how he was a mummy and not somebody in the snow. Right. <laughs> well... I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in again to another episode of the Front Face Lock podcast. Like I said, Twitter at Front Face Lock, Instagram and Facebook at Front Face Lock Podcast. Thank you, Anchor.fm, for hosting us. Please donate if you would like to uh, help help us improve our podcast and uh, get some guests on here. Upcoming episodes next week. What did we say was next week? Was uh, Halloween Havoc '91. I'll be having 91. After that, we will be doing Bash at the Beach 1999, WrestleMania 9, and ECW Living Dangerously 99, not 98. We were not at 98. We were at 99. They're both in Asbury Park, but we're both stupid, so we yeah. thought it was 98. It was 99. So that might that'll be the first ECW one we do. I was just going to ask you that, the predictions for the 2021 Royal Rumble. Ryan says Daniel Bryan. I am going to go with, I told you before, a couple of the ones that I thought were going to win. Cesaro is a possibility. It might be a newer guy like Keith Lee or Riddle. I think Edge has a good chance. I could see maybe Aleister Black coming from being on hiatus for so long. The women, I definitely think it's going to be Bianca Belair. Lacey Evans. It's going to be Lacey Evans. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Vinny, Thanks, always guys. a pleasure. All right, sounds good. Have a good night, everybody.